The following is a W2M Network feature presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. And here's your host moderator, Harry Broadhurst. Due to technical difficulties, Harry Broadhurst will not be seen tonight. We now present Eric Watkins. Good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you happen to be listening. Yes, it's that time. It's Life is Like a Game Show. Not just any edition, and not just any month. We've been mentioning this for quite some time here at the network, as we are now in the month of May. You may also notice that in one of the rare times in Lilag's history, we're live on YouTube. YouTube.com slash W2M Network, along with Facebook.com slash W2M Network, Twitter.com slash W2M Network, and Twitch.tv slash W2M Net. Why? Because this is the month. All month, every week, we are covering some former facet of the glorious history of one of the greatest game shows of all time. Press your luck. Now be prepared. Just like for those who were good enough, loyal friends and true who listened throughout the month of March as we did Price is Right month, these shows are going to be quite a bit longer than normal. Bring a snack, bring a beverage of your choice, what have you. Be prepared, but we promise it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And by starting off, I just have one simple thing. We're going to do our best to get this right. Go ahead, send your comments, send your hate mail to gmail.com, like always. But at the very least, after tonight's episode, we hope you will give us, at the show and at the network, a second chance. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't get to that button. <laughs> There we go. It's all right. We're live with the monkeys on delay. <laughs> I was trying to get to a particular button that I thought we had put in here recently that um, is no longer here. I will put it that way. Okay, we're definitely going to get that fixed in post-production and in between shows. That was elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, so gonna <laughs> go at there it is. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I, I clearly wasn't looking in the right places for that. Um that's we do okay. invite that you to, on the fly. <laughs> we, we we do invite you to you know send your comments, suggestions, and hopefully not hate mail this month to s.garber at gmail.com. And while you're at it, join us on our Discord. The link is in the description below, uh, where we will be posting all and talking about Press Your Luck and its related entities right alongside you guys on our Discord. We'll be posting everything that we can't air here live on stream in our Discord. So please join us. Promise we don't bite. And uh, have some fun with us. We this this is obviously some of our favorite. Uh, I think for the three of us, I think it's safe to say this has got to be top two of our favorite game shows of all time. And of for, all the iterations, this is my favorite. I'm just for, gonna say it up front. For 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 all of the fanboying we do over other game shows. At the end of the day, I think the thing that brings us all home and connects the three of us together is definitely pressure luck. And I will say this real quick to you, Mr. Marty Bass, we're going to do you proud. You have the American Whammy Media guarantee. We don't throw that around lightly either. Anyways, shall we go ahead, gentlemen, and get started with the non-credible academic source? 
And this time it's actually non-credible academic sources. Now, now, now the, the real question here is for the first time ever in Lilag's history, do we even have a credible academic source? Yes. Because we have gone through and Harry has gone through even though he is not here. We have gone through every single minute of footage, visual and audio, of Second Chance that has existed to this day. We are, we are uh, to, 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 to steal from other uh, shows here, we are hashtag shooketh. Here on on yeah. the W2 Web Network, a part of American Webby Media right now. We are absolutely shooketh. I hit the databases on this almost. Almost. The Academian has done actual academic levels of, of source finding. I haven't done that since the 21 Scandal episode. That was... Yeah. You can, if, so that you can see. if that doesn't show you, folks, our commitment to doing this right and good justice, I don't we're, know what will. We're breaking out the fine china for this month. But I would say, even before we get to the source, give it up for another masterpiece by Score Productions we heard with the intro. Now, you only heard it at the very tail end, but that guitar riff, oh, oh. Best themes ever. This is like my number one. Just that riff in the middle. Just You, you realize that that entire YouTube video that you sent me that had the theme in it, I played that entire video in the intro. Yeah, but in that intro... It only if it cut ending. off, if, if it cut off the rift, then I, I can't yeah, control it did. that. It did, because the riff comes in just at about at a minute in, and our lead-in is a minute. But there you basically heard the main refrain of it, but that... Oh, that riff. Anyway, I'm, I'm fanboying here for a moment. Got to get back. Okay. Can I get the full screen for the for the, the source and all that jazz? Thank you much. So, created by the brilliant four-year Air Force veteran, William H. Bill Carruthers, born Detroit, Michigan, September 27th, 1930. He began his career before this show as director of the Soupy Sales Show at Detroit's WXYZ TV. This is what launched him into directing game shows like Newlywed, Dating Game, before the treat, though, of Give and Take, The Neighbors, and today's special Second Chance, all joint ventures of his Carruthers Company and the WWE. Before he hit it big, with next week's Pressure Luck, where he also voiced the whammies on that show, but more about that later. Also worked as a TV consultant with the U.S. federal government, guiding the Nixon through Bush senior administrations on effective use of the media. And just to highlight Bill Carruthers' career, because this is really the only time we're going to get to mention this, because the other episodes are going to be much longer than this one, because they've got a lot more content. Did a special for the Family Channel, designed Designated Hitter on ESPN in the 90s, Mr. One. Uh-oh. He retired oh. in 96, sold the format of this and Pressure Luck to Pearson Television, eventually Fremantle Media. The reason for this retirement, a stroke that set on that year, we'd lose him in 2003, from heart failure. Two weeks after that, there's a certain documentary that GSN put out. More on that in a couple weeks, which has his last appearance that he's made prior to his passing. So we've gone for the production. Let's talk a bit about the host. Marquette Loyal, James Edward, Jim Peck. Born June 5th, 1943, currently age 78, and still with us. Mark the fuck. On wood. <laughs> Graduated double major English psychology while working at his alma mater Marquette as an admissions counselor. Huh. Academic cred. Okay. This 
along with the English side, he fueled an interest in broadcasting, dabbling in acting, various theatrical plays on campus, and joined the staff of WISN-TV as a booth announcer, hosted a talk show Confrontation in 1969, WVTV in Milwaukee. He eventually met up with the great Ron Greenberg while he was developing the big showdown. That was his game show hosting debut. Late, 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 late 74 into June of 75, while commuting between New York and D.C., where in D.C. he was hosting the talk show Take It From Here. If you remember the game show Hot Seat, he did that one with Barrel Heater Bob Quigley Productions for a 15-week wonder before getting that nice, juicy ABC exclusive contract that moved him out to L.A., paired with Bill Carruthers for his last and best network game show, in my opinion. Second chance, which lasted 19 weeks. Probably going to be a while till we mention the rest of Jim Peck's show, so I'll just give him a brief mention here. Three's a Crowd with Chuck Barris Productions from 79 to 80. Substituting on shows like Joker's Wild after Jack Barry was easing his way into retirement after he passed away in 84. But he is even still active today, believe it or not. Since 1995, he was hosting a PBS series focusing on Marquette history called I Remember. And since retiring from that in 2016, you could hear him every Saturday on WTMJ 620 AM in Marquette. Now, announcers got three to mention here. Joe Sider, hopefully pronouncing that right. You'll hear him on the pilot and as a substitute announcer if any more of the episodes of the series make their make their YouTube debuts like we're doing with this. But the main announcing was carried by Summitville, Indiana's Jay Stewart. Yes, that Jay Stewart who we talked about on our very last show we covered. He was with us from 1918 till 1989. And St. Joseph, Missouri's own Jack Clark. 1925 till 1988. And you'll hear him more predominantly on Chuck Woolery's Wheel of Fortune. And on his passing wishes, as for Charlie O'Donnell, who he replaced to come back to reannounce the show, which he did. So, second chance. This underrated gem of a show. March 7th, 1977 through July 15th, 1977 from ABC Television Center in Hollywood, NTSE format, monaural audio, and uh, it was spiritually succeeded by some other shows of more repute that we'll uh, mention later this month. And I need some more. <laughs> Gentlemen. As you can see, there was quite a bit. Now, we mentioned here as far as international versions of some of these shows, not only was there more unknown gems that made it across the pond in different parts of the world, there arguably, you could mention, second game show Haven being Australia. As the fine Reg Grundy Productions, usually, usually, if you were to see a Reg Grundy show, that was a game show, it was on Channel 7. But oh no, in 1977, another Melbourne station, the 10 Network. They went that's 10 times. Ten, uh, no, I'm not. That's, that's for another show. <laughs> And they went ahead and they had a brief run of Second Chance also in 1977. Now, trying to remember the host's name, I know that did come up in your research, Mr. Nielsen. Oh, well, that happened to be uh, Ian Tupi. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Ian Tupi did press your luck. We're talking about Earl Bailey for second chance. <laughs> I need a second chance apparently on that on that uh, host. I don't usually do the that's, international versions, man. 
That's that's good because we didn't need anybody talking about how Ian Turpy has an accent so thick that he needs subtitles from SBS. I I mean, come on, we we can't afford to be stooges around here, okay? Simple also, as that. Also, apparently, uh, French-born Christine Broadway also featured on that show. At least down under. So yeah, as mentioned. Tape wiping in the 70s was a thing. That silver was very valuable on those tapes, and they recycled them for this show. We don't have much. We have pilot number three, May 31st, 1977, June 27th, 1977, and audio only of the July 15th finale. When I said we watched everything, <laughs> everything beats four episodes, folks. There ain't much here. Mm-mm. The main change from Badly. the pilot to the original run, which um, to show you how desperate they were to get this show on the air, Brian, you should see the um, second video in our private chat. I just need the very beginnings where they're showing the slate for uh... pilot three. I apologize. We did not have an opportunity to get that ready pre-broadcast. Please give us a moment. No worries. As that comes up, question round is quite different from the successor, Press Your Luck. Three questions. The number of questions shall be three. No more, no less. Four is right out. Did you want the theme, or did you want the whole thing played, or did you want me to just cut to uh, just the very image? beginning when they're showing the uh, the slate? Okay. The slate. Like when you hear main theme, you can cut it. The first chance, then the second chance. This was Carruthers' last chance. And you can kill it there. Gives you an idea how serious they were about trying to get this on the air. So, question rounds. Questions were asked orally. By the way, if you prefer to take your podcast orally... Ahem. Segway. Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, Castbox, Overcast. You can rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Google Pods, Apple Pods, iHeartRadio. Basically, if you name it, we are most likely on it. If we're not, again, send your hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. It'll find its way to him. We will find our way on that platform. If you prefer the visual, of course, you've got... Let's see if I can do this. YouTube. Yes, we're live. Twitch. Facebook. Twitter. I forget the addresses to who's the outlier, though. I need a second chance. Facebook.com. YouTube.com, Twitter.com slash W2Mnetwork, Twitch.tv slash W2Mnet. Follow, subscribe, ring the bell, get your notifications however you can. And with the American Whammy Media change, those may be subject to change in time. Thank you for that. So, question rounds, asked a question. You would have a couple seconds to write down a response to be displayed on a card in front of you, like so. Host Jim Peck would look at him and say something akin to, at least two of you were wrong, usually when everybody answered differently. And then would give three multiple choice answers and give everybody in turn a second chance to re-answer the question. If their initial was correct, they got three points. Correct multiple choice on a second chance, one point. 
And for the second chance, it always was asked the first question, ask the player on the right, the middle, and the left. To be fair, the second question, start with the player in the middle, to the left, to the right. And yes, I'm aware my camera is mirrored, and I'm totally butchering this, but I'm going to continue with it. Question three, left, right, to middle. So same rotation through the three contestants, but everybody will be asked first once, thus the number of questions being three. So at most, you could have nine points, which would convert to spins for the second round. And believe it or not, we have footage of that exact thing happening. Mr. Espinoza, to the videotape. As we have no audio. Would you like to take a second chance, sir? Uh, yeah, I would like to take a second chance. Please uh, give us a moment while we fix the audio problem. At least the video was right. Okay, maybe that's worth two points. This comes from the June 27th episode. Um, only thing of note, really, from the pilot versus the others that did change... Something about board patterns that are going to be mentioned in a couple weeks. <laughs> the uh, length of which was doubled from the pilot to the actual run. And it seems that even though the show is only on 19 weeks, people were starting to notice something about the light patterns in that board. More on that in a couple weeks. Um, whenever you are ready with the clip, sir. Very, very much. Welcome to Second Chance. Good luck to all three of you. I've got the first of your three questions. This controversial character recently summed himself up by saying, I consider myself the most powerful figure in the world, and that is why I do not let any superpower control me. Who is he? Five seconds. They all right, EDME. I have one, two, and Joe decided to take a second chance a little bit early, okay? And three, and all three of you have selected the same answer. I, of course. Better player's card did not stand up and got stolen by And I know what it is, okay? And all three of you have the same one. I won't tell you if you're right or wrong. Take a look at the second chance answers. The man who thinks so highly of himself is either Muhammad Ali, King Hussein, or Idi Amin. And Gene, I'm going to begin with you. I'd like for you to repeat the entire question. If I will be glad to. He recently summed himself up by saying, I consider myself the most powerful figure in the world, and that is why I do not let any superpower control me. Then I'd like to stick with my first answer. You're going to stay put. Okay, Gene, if you're right, it's worth three points. Joe, while the machine slowly grinds up your first response, would you like to stay with it, or would you like I'll a second chance? You'd like to stay where you are. Okay, Bob, what about you? I'm sticking with my first answer. What's the right answer, players? Idi Amin. Idi Amin is right. Yeah. Great. Okay. The rotation also changed after the pilot. The gremlins are at work again. Let's see what happens with question number two. Las Vegas experts say that if you want a star who will attract the high rollers, you should hire what famous entertainer? If you want a star who will attract the high rollers, what famous entertainer should you hire? Five seconds. According to the experts in Las Vegas. Everybody's writing down old blue eyes. One, two, and three. And you're running again together because all three of you have selected the same answer. Okay, the singer who crowd pleases gets the biggest crowd of high rollers is Elvis Presley, Bar Frank Sinatra, or Barbara Streisand. And Joe, you're up first this time. I gotta stick. You're gonna stay. If you're right, it's worth three once again. Bob? Gotta stay too. Bob and Gene must have the right answer. Gene, what do you think? I'll try staying with my answer, please. Frank Sinatra. That's right. All right. All right. Okay. Three more for Gene. Three more for Joe. Three to Bob. Incidentally, Elvis Presley is the worst at attracting high rollers, and Barbara Streisand is the second worst. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Well, not especially, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Last question of the round. Thanks, person. I worked for basketball show. team won the National Basketball Association Championship this year. NBA champion, five seconds. Eric, do you know this is summer of 77? Portland Trailblazers. 
correct. Their only title to date. Gina's underlining, and three, and all three of you once again have the same answer. Interesting game. Great. Basketball champs this year are either the Celtics, the Trailblazers, or the Philadelphia 76ers. And Bob, you're up first. Is my answer up there? Your answer is there. I'm standing. You're going to stay put. Okay. Gene, what about you? I'm going to stay with the winners. You're going to stay with the winners. Joe? Watch all the games. With my man Maurice Lucas for Marquette, the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Right. Three points for Gene, three for Joe. You give Jim Peck a chance to make the Marquette shout-out. He's going to take it. And especially right. because Marquette made the Final Four in 77 that year. So, had a little bit of extra pride there. So, you had four rounds total. The first and the third were question rounds just like that. The second and fourth, well, we have what I believe... And oh boy, did this take a lot of work, a lot of people, those who are pictured here, and some others that were not. Shout out majorly to my good friend Elliot Schiff, who did the image work for this. I think Brian knows that I'm going to ask him to pull up next. <laughs> Let's go to a beautiful recreation of the Second Chance Big Board. Eric, you want to take the stop? We had technical difficulties. My apologies. The original board did have its own technical difficulties. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Love, the theme. Love that theme, but you—it's not the—it's not the most visible, at least on my screen, because I got window inside of a window here. But you can see the cursor going around. It does show red on the background when it is over one of the devils. They're not whammies yet. And the big bonus square at the top, where in the first round would be a static one thousand. Here it runs its own pattern. Yes, we've determined what that is and recreated it here perfectly. From 1,000 to 5,000 runs through a single loop through those values. And you took those points that became spins to the board. And that first round, yes, three players each took nine spins to the board, which was more spins than pressure luck could ever get. They maxed out at 20 across all three players. I think we can. uh, can Eric, would you like to take that spin now? Wait for it. Wait for it. Stop. Wait a minute. Why did it? You hit the emergency stop. I did. All right. Let me try that again. All right. Stop. 900. Up in, the, up in the top left corner. I'll what, take you want, what you want to avoid, of course, is the devil. And if you'll click square three to manually trigger a devil. Would take all your money and you'd be reset to zero. Yes, apparently we uh, that audio cue did not trigger properly. My apologies. This was programmed in Visual Basic 6. It is not technically Windows 10 compatible, so it has its issues. <laughs> oh, wait till you see PYO. It's the I only mean, um, program I know. Uh, the only programming language I could do this in. If you know anybody who knows Modern Visual Studio, please route them our way. I'd be most appreciative. See, if we were playing Software Inc., this would be about the time where you go ahead and issue an update to, you know, get a couple extra years of technology. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. I need to fire up that game on Steam again. Um, I believe, Brian, we could shut down VB at this point. That was the main demo I wanted there. because There's a lot of recreations of Pressure Luck out there. Second Chance doesn't really get the love that the main show did get. The only highlight of the May 31st episode, there was a player who got four Devils and was eliminated from the game. 
Also, on the June 27th, someone did get two Devils in the first round, and they just immediately passed. Jim Peck didn't even need to mention the fact of a third Devil in the first round, not really a good thing. And the finale pretty much went off without a hitch. There was a big thank you to all the production staff and whatnot. And I think in just about a half an hour there, that's all we need to say about the show. Well, I, I do have to admit, having seen this gem myself, and I'm going to say, I think especially for the time of when it was, it really should have gotten more love as far as actual time on television. It was a fantastic premise. We're glad, absolutely glad, we got the successor approximately six years later. But, I mean, you describe it well as one of those short wonders that's very apt. So, I think over the time we also got to watch at least some of the episodes of the show. So, time for a little segment here called Make the Grade. Jim Peck and Second Chance. Because of how close this is for me, I request the right to go last. Okay. No, so I'm going to pass my spins. Since you're currently in the lead, those spins will pass to Eric, who is in second place. But that Eric, you have yeah. Eric, you have spins that you must take. Here you go, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad to say that I was able to watch uh, this show, finding it throughout the vast searches of the internet. And again, I always say this was great for when it was. It became something even greater when pressure lock rolled around. And we will get to that very in-depth next week. But as far as with the grade, I'm giving it a 93. The reason why I give it a 93, it was the right amount of energy for the show. Jim Peck kept it perfect, still kept it light, had that bit of humor. Unlike some other different humor for another one of his shows that had an infamous moment, more on that in the future. And the fact they the fact that they made the subtle change instead of the flat five thousand, especially in the fourth and final round, they changed it and adding the free spin element, which carried over. Mm-hmm. It was good enough to make it more enticing, a little bit more drama from a sense of strategy, not to mention monetarily. Very well done for the remainder of the show. Not quite perfect, not quite the 99 I've given other shows, but awfully, awfully close. Solid 93. Now, I believe you've also earned some spins in that mess, so uh, who do you pass to since... uh... Brian and I have yet to take any spins, and we're currently tied at zero. I'm going to go ahead and pass my spins to Brian, because I notice he's got uh, one or two extra devils sitting there, so good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You would. Um, So, I'm going to be honest here, uh, because, uh, you know, honesty is is key for uh, this year's show. Uh, especially this month out of anywhere else. Uh, not, not, not that that implies that I've been dishonest before, but you're about to be glad we're not in the same room anymore. I have to say that second chance is my least favorite out of the pressure luck franchise. Oh boy. Wait, wait, do are we saying for this? It's your final thought on the matter. I, I mean, we might as well go ahead and let me have my final thought moment here. Because um, that's usually what these make the grades turn into. Um, 
I I liked the concept, but uh, also felt too. I don't want to say simple, but it didn't have the allure that Pressure Luck or Whammy or the new Pressure Luck with Elizabeth Banks has. There was something missing there, and honestly, I kind of attribute it to the Whammy. And and I think that we'll, we'll, we'll end up getting into that a little bit more next week when we talk about Pressure Luck and Peter Tamarkin. But at the end of the day, it's not a bad show. It's not a bad format, right? Like, there's nothing fundamentally wrong with this show. But for a game show especially like a wheel spinning type of game show. I'm expecting a little bit more hype, even for the time frame, And I didn't get it. So for that, I give it a good solid middle B 85. Okay. That's okay. reasonable. Okay. Now, I don't have to come in there and throw a bottle at you. This is good. Now, no, I, I'm not failing the show like I have failed a few shows in the past. Um, I don't think I, I think I would lose my credentialed right to be on this show. <laughs> Much less a company named after the primary <laughs> component of the show. If I said that I was failing Second Chance or any show this month, for that matter, um, as I as I see my co-hosts grinning at me on their respective cameras, I mean I'm um, not going to sit and disagree as we are a presentation of American Whammy Media. I mean they do be facts though. He ain't lying. Ah. <sighs> Don't forget to have your fellow hosts spayed and neutered. <laughs> I'm just glad Randy didn't put this one in the bracket. <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been tough for certain people. Speaking of the certain people, it would be tough for. Let's go ahead. I'm going to take my one spin that I still have left uh, after I hit a nice solid 900 points, and I'm going to pass it over to you, John. As we all know, and I hover over the 100 grade button here, because we're pretty sure this is going to be another 100. And I'd love you to prove me wrong. i got to prove you wrong. Now, I'm going to separate this out in two aspects. Jim Peck for his hosting? You're damn right that is 100 worthy. That is a 100. However, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. As I'll later mention the gator in the room. I mean, you got a pretty, I mean, it is a pretty big room. Yeah, so it definitely is an upgrade. It, it would, it, it would. Uh, space in this set. And that was would. a great spacious set too. They had the whole Rotating them, they got 135 degrees roughly out of it, not the full 180 we'd see later on. But naming it second chance after the question round, that was a mistake on the part of Bill Carruthers. He would correct this mistake. He would also correct the mistake that I mentioned about bringing a lot of energy to the show, but... Keep in mind, the 70s was not known for the big hype game shows with the hype that you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. And I and I did say that. I did take the, I did say I take the time frame of the mm -hmm. game show into account. Yeah, because this is when you're this is Chuck Woolery's wheel era. Yeah. This is Art Fleming's bringing back Jeopardy era. Tom Kennedy's second era. The $10,000 pyramid era. The beginnings of match games starting to really push the envelope era. 
More on a lot of these shows available in the W2M Network archives. Segway. For that reason, I have to give this show a 91. Okay. They put the bonus square in. The free spin was there. As Peck would say, everybody's still in the game till the very end for that reason. Something they realized was bad about the pilot because it was a static 5,000. Did, 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 did you just say 91? 91. The, the fact that he graded it lower than me, yes. I am semi-hashtag shooker. Now, no, I'm full yeah. on what the actual the question round here. was not good. It also produced Mr. Statistician a very wide variety, depending on the questions asked, of spin counts going into those spin rounds. Standard you deviation. could get four, you could get 18. Standard deviation was no joke on the number of spins in that round. You're not as high as the damn rent in some cases nowadays. Oof. Very high variance in length of show. Oof. Didn't have that consistency. Didn't get the time to get the hype level needed. Even Pressure Luck didn't have that hype level in its first season. It really took till 84 and a uh, certain man who shall be named in two weeks to really get that ball rolling. And, why are we treating Michael Larson like Lord Voldemort right now? No, no. I was just saying, man, I feel like I want some ice cream for some reason, and I didn't know why. Maybe that's it. Maybe. But again, 91. Preferably from it's Ocala. It's show, but barely. Jim Peck carried it. And Jay Stewart announcing, imagine if he did pressure luck. Hmm. I I don't I don't know, man. You can't like but what if run. machine is starting to go in everybody's minds now. As much as I love Jay Stewart, Rod Roddy was the perfect amount of energy required yeah. for pressure luck. If you needed a high tempo, make it bang announcer in the 80s and 90s you went for rod roddy and it's the change in times from the 70s to the 80s really that was the linchpin in that all i i I almost dare to say jay stewart doing pressure luck would have been like gene wood doing pressure luck Good, straight-laced, but a little bit too far into the serious side. A little and bit. And, 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 and anybody who has seen mm-hmm. me talk about a game show that has had Gene Wood on it in the past, particularly The Price is Right, where he actually proved me wrong. You would need that flavor of Gene Wood. You yeah. would need a Price is Right fill-in level of Gene Wood for pressure luck. Which ain't his default, but no. I, I, I no, it isn't. And I love Gene Wood. Honestly, he's like number three on all time game, and I, that list is pretty damn solid. Honestly, uh, and, and he is number three on my list of game show announcers. But I don't think Gene Wood would have done good on Pressure Luck. He would have been great here if he was in the business at this time, which I don't yeah. believe he was in the business yet. If he was, I think he was on another show still. Yeah, it's also, but set design. You need more orange and yellow in your set designs. That screams seventies. Oh my goodness! Again, that was one of those, and you mentioned it. That was the default color palette. The only thing that would have made it more seventies was a shag carpet. Oh, you mean like if they stole Match Game set? Yeah. So all they needed to do was just steal match games that replace the two podiums. So I believe to close things out, I have a question. Do we have any feedback from our audience tonight? 
Oh, we sadly, act- sadly, we do not. Yeah. Then let me ask you this. Okay. Could Second Chance, with its question round, fused with the elements of pressure luck? Could you have seen that working for the Elizabeth Banks recreation? We can't talk about could we bring it back because it's on air, effectively. Right. So I have to reword that question a little differently. Or do you think the question format of pressure luck is the superior one? The only, only way I would have seen the second chance question around work today is if you allowed for some very crazy answers. Not quite match game crazy, but close to that level. To add an extra viral moment in the question round along mm. with the moments at the big board. And I asked this because the first I, set of banks, we had three questions instead of four. So it got my brain going, right? I, I think in order to, to make it work, you also have to ask questions that have that common misconception incorrect answer. That would cause the second chance concept to actually be used more frequently. Because you don't want to have a gimmick there just for the sake of having a gimmick. What are they? The W2M network? (laughs) Well played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Give her still. Go ahead. Go ahead. As we uh, as as we take self deprecating shots on, on ourselves here on the network, that is assumed to be a W two M network gimmick gimmick exclusive, just like gimmick infringement is also a W two M network gimmick exclusive. Uh, not that we've Brian done too much. Is too, but we don't have that tonight. Um, I'm sure I can find something here. I got a, I got a candy bar or something somewhere <laughs> I can scarf on. I could um, get up to get a snack, but I mean, we're almost done. So. Hey, have a break. Have a Kit Kat. <laughs> Ooh, a mint one, nice. Um, so how I would do it? But 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 as I was saying before, I uh, before we went into gimmick land there. Um, you would need to. You can't have a gimmick there just for the sake of having a gimmick and not use it, right? If it's just there and it's procedural, but it's not adding any value to the show, eventually your critics and your 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 even your regular watchers will sit there and go, "Well, what's the point of him having a second chance if the second chance never ever comes up?" Right. So I think you have to retool the questions somewhat and you have to like make the second chance actually worth being implemented. I'm not sure that's an easy ask in 2022. Yeah. Agreed on all counts. Mm Because they've experimented with question rounds before as uh, we'll talk about when we get to Todd Newton in the 2002 side. If I were to bring it in, not saying I would, if I were to consider it for like a pilot, because we love pilots around here, do the first question around that way. You lower the spin average a little bit and get that shorter runtime for an episode and get a little bit crunched in and expand out these third and fourth rounds a little bit by keeping them to the pressure luck standard. I, I, sort of I could want see, a hybrid. I could see that working. I can see that working. I'm willing to so concede that as a as a plausible there, option. The gimmick's there, but it's subtle. Not it might to give mention, you some time for an extended host interview or something like that. Exactly. Not to mention, especially with keeping the current format, you would also have more time to create a little bit of extra drama for the bonus round especially if that runs a little bit long. So you've got that extra kind of buffer. I like where your head is at. Because, yeah, pressure lock had the notorious habit of uh, 
Porsche's not affecting the game, but been edited for broadcast a couple times. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean... Do we really have a wavelength going right there? Yes. yes. Like that. <laughs> they both stopped the board at the exact same time. <laughs> Love when that happens. <sighs> and anyways, gentlemen, that's now, all I have to say about that. As Eating on Air is indeed a W2M Network gimmick ex- exclusive, because we can't mention our own gimmicks and not do them. Um, the only the other way I could see a second chance thing working is if we did it with the board, and more specifically with the Devils. Go and I'm on. going, I'm going a, a little bit further than just a square on the board that says lose a whammy right because we did get that in later versions of pressure luck if i remember correctly we had that in whammy the all new pressure luck i don't recall and i could be wrong here i need to do some research but i I don't recall seizing it they had that maybe i'd have to do the research myself i think in the second season i think I don't recall it being in Elizabeth Banks's version yet. It, it is. I it is. It's more than 2000, but yes. the lose away option is there. Okay. Again, I have to do my I'd have to do my research on that. Um, but I would like to see more of an automatic second chance thing come up when you hit a whammy. Maybe not necessarily on the first one. Let's say you're at three whammies, right? Because the fourth one knocks you out of the game automatically. Uh-huh. You're done. So when you hit three whammies, maybe you have to answer a trivia question or maybe you have to like take a special spin on a modified board because this is 2022 and everything's LED. So you can just flip out all the squares to a go, no go kind of thing. Wait, wait, wait. You, you mean like a big bank question kind of thing? Not, the- not necessarily. Kind of the, the similar concept, but not having to land on a big bank square to get access to it. Like, if you just happen to be so unlucky where you hit three whammies, right? Or you hit four in a row, like um, has been done on Pressure Luck. That Terrible, you, you get a literal second chance at staying in the game, right? And let's say, for the sake of, of, of argument and fairness, you can do it once per game in either round. Because it may be a 1 in 6 to the 4th, 1 in 1,296 chance of just going 4 and done. But it has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at that... Oh! We do have someone The bet I shouted out earlier... Who's winning a bank spurs only in the bonus round? Yeah, to put in the main season for thank you, sir. Thank you, fingers, Elliot. Fingers crossed that they do because I do remember seeing in the bonus round. Thank you, Elliot, for confirming what was on my mind. Oh, so how are your pens doing? <laughs> um, you do realize they won, right? More on more on more on more on the sports later. But oh, I, could, yeah. I I could definitely I could definitely see. Incorrect. Us. We're going to a fourth OT. No. Um, as I was saying, more on this off air. Um, I could definitely see some sort of second chance mechanism be implemented through the number of whammies that someone has. Because honestly, as much as I have liked the lose a whammy space i don't think it really got the utilization that it should have we never saw as many lose a whammy situations plus honestly i think the cash incentive like if you 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 have to tweak that and and i know we're 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 kind of digressing a little bit here but I think you have to tweak that, and I'll talk about this more next week because I don't want to digress too far off from 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 topic here. Um, we'll we'll save this conversation for next week when we talk more about actual pressure luck and its board. Um, but yeah, no, the second chance uh, mechanic definitely needed 
some work other than a take a second chance at answering the question now that you have a one in three, which technically to tie into last week, it's almost a Monty Hall problem scenario, right? It, it because, is no, you're absolutely right. It is a Monty Hall scenario. Because it's, you know, you're sitting there and you have an answer, right? And then the, what you believe is the correct answer. The host then comes in and says, okay, here's your answer. Plus, here's two other additional answers that may be right. Do you stick with your answer or do you switch to one of those? But if your written answer was not one of them, you're like, oh, I've been saved. Exactly. So... Again, it could have used some work, but it has it had potential. Uh, but with that said, I think it's safe to say that's the cherry on top of this milkshake or sundae, whatever you prefer, uh, as, as far as second chance goes. But wait, it's technically a Wednesday. I don't see how that plays into anything. You said a Sunday. It's Wednesday. Anyways, uh, gimmick infringement aside, folks, as my camera auto defocuses for the 17th time tonight, you have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show, week one of our Pressure Luck Month coverage, talking about Second Chance here on the W2M Network, a part of American Whammy Media. You can find us online at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch if you want to view the podcast. If you take your podcast in an oral persuasion, you can always find us on your preferred podcast platform of choice, including but not limited to Google Pods, Apple Pods, Spreacher, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, and of course, rate and review us five stars on Spotify. I have been your interim host for this evening, Brian Espinoza, on behalf of myself, Eric Watkins, who can be found online at Squid Sportshead on Twitter and across many other various shows on this network, uh, including the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report, Sports, Sports in, in Black, Black and, and White. White, Point of Viewer, Soccer to the Max, and many more. And Jonathan Nielsen, who can also be found on Twitter at JTN2002. Along again with myself, Brian Espinosa, I can be found on Twitter at The Adhesion. Uh, also uh, with Eric on Point of Viewer and League to the Max or whatever. We want to thank you for listening to Life is Like a Game Show. We will see you next week for Press Your Luck. The it's most exciting market. game on television. We will be talking about the one and only great Peter Tabarkin. And uh, for you folks out there in game show land, you're going to want to tune in for next week because we have a very, very special surprise for you here. And this is huge. So you want to tune in next week for our coverage on Press Your Luck because you're going to see something that you've probably never seen before in regards to Press Your Luck. Dramatic reverb. So on behalf of the crew here, thanks for watching. Have a good night. Bye-bye.